Hello, I'm Rabbi Pinchas Salush, and welcome to yet another episode. Join me as we illuminate our modern world with lessons from Judaism. If you enjoy the show, please show your support by subscribing to this podcast, and I hope you'll give us a five-star rating, as it does so much to help grow this community. I welcome your feedback on this episode on any of the other podcasts at rabbialushpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to learn more, please join me on Facebook and YouTube. So friends, did he go to Harvard or to Yale? What kind of character did he have? Which friends did he surround himself with? Who were his role models that helped shape his vision and destiny? Amazingly, no one knows. When it comes to describing who Moses was as a child and what type of education he received, the Torah remains mysteriously silent. Instead, the Torah introduces Moses, the person who is to become a nation's most important leader of all times, with this single action that he performs at the age of 20. In the words of the Torah, in Exodus 2:11, and Moses grew up and he went out unto his brethren. Then the Torah explains how Moses demonstrates his unconditional love towards a Jewish slave and saves him from imminent death. The lesson in this introduction is profound. If you wish to become a leader too, it is your actions that will count, not necessarily your character. Life is not about what you feel, it is about what you do. You may be the most brilliant person, an Ivy League graduate and a multi-talented prodigy with the spirit of heaven. But if your inner gifts and talents cannot translate into earthly actions, your personality and leadership skills are futile. Judaism, at its very core, has never been big on emotions. My beloved mentor, world scholar, Rabbi Dean Evan Israel Steinsaltz of Blessed Memory, once told me, only two people truly care about your emotions, your mother and maybe your shrink. But Penny, he continued to say, seven billion people will care about your actions in this world. So rather focus on the latter. Interestingly, a Torah also, in most cases, avoids describing emotions. And beyond its many stories, the vast majority of its commandments, too, are focused on deed alone. It's not that emotions don't count. They, too, are important. But we ought to use them as channels to good actions, as means to the goal, and not as the goal itself. And if our emotions cannot take us anywhere, we must still be able to continue to do our duty and achieve our goal of making the world a better place. Life is too important. It ought not be interrupted by our emotions. I'm reminded of this important lesson each time I attend a funeral. Interestingly, most eulogies emphasize the actions of the divine pers- of the deceased person, sorry, much less than his feelings. And it begs a question. Wasn't the deceased, like all other human beings, presented with challenges that fueled his or her emotions? What of his or her temper, his doubts, his ego, his desires? What of his ambiguous times in which he was overcome by sadness and depression? Of this, we do not hear a word. Perhaps this is because humanity understands that after all said and done, it is our actions that define us, not our inner sentiments. In the words of Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, in the ethics of our fathers, what matters most is the deed. Victor Hugo, the 19th century French poet, once wrote, It is our acts that make or mar us. We are the children 
of our own deeds. Hugo was right. At times, it is best to put our feelings aside and become the children of our deeds. And a generous act will reverberate in the world infinitely more than an emotion, no matter how spiritual it may be. So friends, have you performed any mitzvahs, any good deeds yet today? Have you stepped into becoming a true leader? Thank you.